Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, July 12th, 2014, and you're tuned in to another episode of The Missy Show. Thanks for joining us. What it do, D? Hey, Jay. <laughs> I you thought I'd give me. a different greeting today. I know. I was, that's a hit. What does <laughs> Maybe it's not coming from me, but hey, you know, I try. It sounds so odd coming from us. <laughs> We're such eggheads. <laughs> yeah, maybe for some people what it do, I mean, it's a great little greeting, but for us, you know, not quite so much. It's but. like, okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Hey, it's we, all right. hey, we're doing our thing. That's all that matters. We're doing our thing. We're doing our animal pet thing. So there, there you, you go. go. There you go. Well, for everyone who's tuning in, today's topic is a very important one, and it kind of ties yeah. into what we were talking about last week. Um this topic is going to be what to do in emergency pet situations. And this is really good to know anyone who's a pet owner. Hopefully you will never be in this situation, but just in case you are, it's very good to be prepared. Exactly. That's the most important thing. You never expect it until it happens, and then that moment happens, and you're like, what do I do? (laughs) What do I do? Exactly. And for anyone who would like to join in the conversation, um, you should call us. You can call in live at 347-838-8313. Or if you prefer, you can listen after the show in the archives at blogtalkradio.com forward slash she's authority. And that's S-H-E-S-A-T-O-R-T-I-E. Also hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash missy.show44. And also check out our new blog. <laughs> it only has yeah, one yeah. entry so far. Yeah, yeah, give us some applause. Give us yeah, you know applause. what? Yeah, let me hit my, my applause button. Yeah. We finally have a blog. <laughs> and for those who will want to read it, even though it just has one entry as of now, but I'm going to do another entry today after today's show, it's going to be at she'sautority.blogspot.com. At she's authority.blogspot.com. So check that out too. I'm not even going to give out the Twitter because it's starting to get to that point where it's like, oh, okay, it's a little bit too much, but I'll have all that listed so you can check out the Twitter. And I believe we even have a Tumblr page, but I don't even know that address by heart, so we'll have to do that one at another time. I'll post all that. It's all over the place. It's yeah. all over. Social media is running rampant with the Missy Show. <laughs> Yeah, we got we got to keep up with you know um, get up with the times. I know I'm so behind the times. <laughs> I'm such I mean okay I'm just not into social media but I will try to get more social media inclined and connected. You know what you know what D you may have inspired me for another episode because when you said you were kind of behind the times and I started thinking about technology and then I was like what about a show about pets and technology. Exactly. That's a good one, Jay. I started thinking about, like, the chips and everything, like if your pet gets lost. Okay, that may be next week's show. That kind of hit me out like pets and technology. Hmm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they have lots of stuff going on with pets and stuff, though. 
Yeah, because I know I'm behind the times on that. Okay, but I'm going to be quiet on that, so if that is next week's topic, we won't, you know, spill the beans on that. Tune in, everyone. But for today, okay, time to get serious. We're going to talk about yes. what to do in emergency pet situations. Yes. Um, one of the ones I think we were addressing last week, um, weren't we talking a little bit about um, your pets potentially choking? Yeah, because we were yes. talking about the bones and how it's not really a good idea to give your dog bones. Exactly. You know, um, on last week's show, we talked about, you know, a possibility of an emergency if, you're, if your pet is choking. And I told a story about um, the dogs that I had pre, um, prior to Boomer. Everyone knows my Boomer. He's my, my dog angel right now. But before Boomer, I had a dog named Blackie. And one day, for some reason, I was coming in or going out or something like that, and I just noticed that he was just kind of sitting in the doorway kind of looking like, you know, he just didn't look right. And so I was looking at him, and you could kind of hear that he was kind of gasping or whatever, and I was like, oh, my God. And I realized that he was choking. And so I don't know what made me, because I had never really read anything about, you know, choking and dogs and, and anything like this, but, I mean, it was God for me just telling me, you know, he's choking, and something just said, put your hand down his throat. <laughs> Stick your hand down his throat and see if you can get whatever it is out, you know. Just by reading some of the, the literature and the, the reference material on it, if there is ever a foreign object lodged into your, if you think or you see that your dog or your cat or whatever has something lodged in their mouth, you, you kind of want to make sure, but just from reading the, the information, for me, I, I don't know, I just never got the sense that he would bite me or anything like that, but you kind of want to make sure before you just kind of stick your hand down into your, your pet's mouth, just kind of be careful with that because he might be panicked and he might not want or mean to bite you, but because he is panicked and he is in a situation that he's just, you know, not familiar with, he might bite you. But for me, I just kind of stuck my hand down his throat, and he was kind of welcoming it because he was just kind of like, help me, please. Right. And I don't know, let me do that. And I stuck my hand down his throat, and he really had a chicken bone lodged down in his throat. And I was able to go down his throat and pull it out and get it out for him, and he was fine after that. You know, drank water, he kind of coughed a little bit, and, and he was fine. But that's kind of a thing of where you don't want to feed your, your dog. You know, I know old school, you know, you, you throw chicken, all the food out, and you give it to the dog or whatever. You really don't want to give stuff like that to your, your pets or to your dog specifically because those kinds of accidents can happen. Yes, and, and I can imagine that will be very, very scary. I, I'm just so thankful that so far nothing like that has ever happened with Missy because yes. based on what I was reading, it seems like it's even more complicated to get something out of a cat's mouth because their mouth is so much smaller and their throat yes. area is smaller. Exactly. That's what scares me because I was thinking about because you know, all of my stuff, I, I read about all the animals, but I, I think about, you know, mine mostly goes to dogs because that's my, you know, go-to thing. But I read about cats, and I was thinking about missing. I'm thinking, how would you, how could you do that with a cat? Because they're little mouths. You know, they're not that big. And so you're kind of trying to go, because with, with Blackie, he was kind of a big, kind of a, a black lab kind of a thing. So he was sort of a horse. You saw him. So it was kind of easy to kind of pry his mouth open and kind of get my hand in there and just kind of dig around with my fingers and pull out whatever it was out. But you think about a cat, you know, that's just kind of, you know, cats are kind of squeamish anyway. 
Right, exactly. And, and you know, with cats, not only do you have to worry about their teeth and them biting you, you're also dealing with them clawing you. And, and just think exactly. about if you're in a choking situation, of course you're going to be panicked. As a human being, you'd be panicked. So I can imagine for the dog, you know, they can't express what's really wrong with them. So so it, it's only natural that they're going to attack you. Um, well, let me not say attack you, but they, that they could potentially bite or scratch you in some yeah. type of way. Um, what I found interesting, you know, because I was kind of thinking this too, like what are the signs that your pet is choking? And, you yeah. know, based on what I read, a lot of the signs are the same as us because I saw where it said that your dog or cat will be struggling to breathe. They may yeah. have their mouth open. They could even be pawing at their mouth. And um, they might be, you might see them trying to attempt to vomit, but they can't vomit. Or, or you might hear an unusual sound um, as they're. But uh, an interesting thing that, that I saw was that if they are able to cough, just like a person, if they can cough, don't take any action just yet because they may be able to actually cough up. Because if they can yeah. cough, that's a good thing. That means they can breathe as long as they can yeah. cough. But when you can't even cough, that, that's when you're in trouble. Yeah. With with Blackie and that particular incident, just remembering it, he was trying because he was I could cause I think what got me out there was I heard him trying to cough, and he was doing that kind of just this kind of I don't know I call it a horse kind of thing where it was just ugh, kind of you know trying to get it out, and so I was like okay let me go out and see what's going on, and so he was able to cough but it wasn't coming up. It was, I mean I could see him trying to get it up but it wasn't coming. Up. I was like okay what's going on. And each time he would try, it just wasn't coming up. And you could tell he was trying to get something out of his throat. And so that's what just kind of made me go, okay, he's he choking on something that's stuck in his throat. And I just was like, okay, I'm opening your mouth, and I'm going in, and whatever it is, I'm getting it out. I got to stick my hand down into your stomach. I'm getting it out. So that was kind of my, but, I, you know, just knowing this now, it's more helpful to know the signs and, and kind of the proper procedure of trying to get a foreign object out of, your pet, throat, mouth, what have you. And and some of the things that I saw for a cat I found, um, I'll try to read this briefly, um, and I'll have to put my sources up maybe on the Facebook page or on the blog. Um, I, I saw this one, um, that if your cat is unable to breathe, like if the cat is passed out, that you should lay the cat on their side with their head lower than their body, open their mouth, pull out their tongue and look for the foreign body. When you see it, take hold of the cat's neck behind the lodged object and apply enough compression to keep the object from passing down. And with your fingers in the cat's mouth, work the object loose as quickly as possible. And if you're unsuccessful, you need to proceed with the Heimlich maneuver. And that's another thing I found interesting. There is a Heimlich maneuver for dogs and cats. Yes, there is. There is. I saw that as well, Jay. There is a homeless maneuver. And and that's something good to know, too. And maybe, you know, it would be good to just even have something like that just, you know, on your refrigerator or just somewhere where you could get to it easily just in case you're ever in that unfortunate situation. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's scary to think about, you know, but it's one of those things where, like, I wasn't expecting it with Becky, you know, and, and – when you're in that moment, you don't, like they say, you always want to be prepared, and, and time is of the essence. It really, really is. Um, I read a story just by doing this research about someone who um, found their pet. Uh, they went in and actually found their pet, and the pet was unconscious. And so they came in and they tried to do, which is they, another thing to bring up, there is CPR that you can do for. Yes, I saw that. 
you know, where you put your mouth. With us, you're putting your mouth over the other person's mouth and you're breathing in. With a pet, you're going to put your mouth over the whole the nose. Yes, and make sure their mouth is closed so exactly. that all the air can go in. Yes. Exactly, and you're breathing in. And so they did the whole CPR thing. Unfortunately, it was just too late for this particular um, pet, and they had already passed on. Um, and they actually went in and, and kind of opened its mouth and saw that there was something lodged in it. But because they didn't see the pet, I guess the pet kind of got it. What happened was I think they were given, um, I think if I recall correctly, they were, were they gave the pet like a little piece of turkey and just a little scrap of turkey about the size of a pet treat, you know, and they gave him a little piece of turkey, and I guess the pet went off to eat the turkey, and it got lodged in where they couldn't see the pet when they were actually, when the pet was actually eating it, and so when they actually found the pet, the pet had already um, passed on, so they went in and actually stuck their hand down and, and, and found the piece of turkey that, that they weren't even able to, like, chew, because sometimes, you know, and I, I mean, with my dog, especially with Boomer, because Anytime you give a dog a treat or you give it, they're so like, this is like, my dog was, Boomer was, was motivated by his stomach. That was his motivation. <laughs> so it was, true enough, you know, with him, if you wanted to teach him something, bring some food, he got his attention. He wasn't really motivated. He was motivated by praise. He was motivated by toys. But his main motivation was food. And so with him, if you wanted to teach him something, bring some food. And sometimes he would be so just eager to get this food that he wouldn't chew it. He would just kind of woof it down. And a lot exactly. of I see a lot of dogs, you know, and animals that just kind of just, it's like, did you chew it? Because it's like, and it's gone. And you're like, you didn't even chew that. And, and, and it's, it's kind of how humans, when you don't chew it, it gets lost into your throat. So it's just really, really important to kind of have these kind of um, tips and, and, and preparedness available to you. So if stuff like this does happen, you can kind of, kind of check. And I'll just always be aware. You're, especially when you're feeding your pet stuff, kind of just be aware when they're eating it because dogs and, and animals, and they will just eat and just suck it down. Yeah. They're not thinking about chewing it up to get it down, you know, in little pieces. They're just wanting to get it down and get some more. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, my grandmother, one of her sayings, she used to say that um, the the greedy, there was nothing greedier than a man other than a hog, a dog, or a chicken. <laughs> because she said dogs, just like you were saying, that just when you set food in front of them, they just they sort of just lose their minds and they just become really greedy and they will just eat and eat and eat. And even um, like my mom's cat, Bopper, Bopper mm-hmm. will just eat. If you just keep on feeding her, she will eat to the point that she will even get sick, but she exactly. just loves to eat. Exactly. You know, they don't they don't have a, a thing of, you know, with some people, you know, you can get some people that are really, really hungry and you're chewing, you know. I've been in that situation where I'm starving, you know, I'm like hungry. Oh, yeah. And I'm chewing and I was like, oh, this dog is dying. You know, you're like, oh. you're, stopping, you're like, okay, let me slow down. Let me chew. You know, it, it's very easy. And sometimes it's not even a thing of where you're, it just food goes down the wrong way and gets clogged, you know, it gets stuck. So, exactly. Um, and we and there are some methods to that that I came across as far as like um to 
lessen the chances of your dog or your cat biting you while you're trying to get the foreign object out of their throat, I will um, make sure that I try to post some of that on our Facebook page because it's just so much to try to read it. But there are some things you can try to do to, like, um, like cover their teeth. It's a certain way you can hold their mouth. And I saw something where you pull the dog's, like, top lip over its teeth, and if the dog tried to bite you, it would have to bite itself. So it, it kind of... Um, acts as a way to somewhat calm the dog down so much, or, or not in so much calm it down, but it would motivate it not to try to bite down because it would be biting itself. And exactly. in that way, you would have time to try to remove the object. It's really, 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 really important to kind of brush up and just be familiar with these types of techniques and, and, and just what to do in these sort of situations. Yes, exactly. That That's so true. And um, another topic that I would like to for us to cover, you know, because this show is going by quickly. We're already in the middle of 13 <laughs> minutes left. Um, what to do if your pet ingests something poisonous? This yes. is also an issue, you know, because there, there are actually a large variety of plants that are very toxic to animals that, you know, yes. you know doesn't bother humans at all. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, Christmas time. Um, you have all the plants out there. What's I, I can't. Yeah, the poinsettias. You there got you go. Names, I'm like, you know. I can see it, but I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> the poinsettias, you know, I've always heard about that. Don't put those around your pets because they're poisonous, and, and if they ingest them, you can make them sick, and you'll know, possibly die. So just, and just different types of plants. You just never know, really. You never really know. Why what? exactly? Exactly. And they're curious, and they, you know, sometimes, like I said, my dog was motivated by his stomach, so. Anything that kind of even remotely smelled right, or he just like, let me just chew on this and see what it tastes like, he'd do it. So, and my mom's cat Bopper would eat rose petals, but I'm I'm assuming that the rose petals must not be toxic to cats because she would eat them all the time. Whenever there would be roses in the house, I don't know what it was, but she was fascinated by rose petals. She would eat them, but they never did anything to her. Really? <laughs> she would eat rose petals. I've never had another cat to do that because Missy Missy would just, like, sniff plants, but she never really, I don't think she ever really attempted to eat anything. You know, and looking back now, I did have poinsettias around Christmas time, but just luckily Missy never attempted to try to eat the leaves. And I haven't done any research. Have you run, run across anything that says, like, poinsettias are poisonous to them? They probably are. I don't know. I don't know for sure. I, I've I've always heard that, and I've always, and I think I might have heard like maybe um, um, vets or something at around Christmas time when they were doing like shows or different things. Maybe possibly say that I don't have anything to confirm it or anything like that. But I've just always heard that poisons were always, you know, toxic to animals. And one of the the most important things you can do, if at all possible, if you happen to have been looking at the pet at the time they ingested it make sure you can identify what the poison is because if you have to get on the phone and call the animal poison control or even call your vet, it would help them a lot if you can tell them what the animal, you know, ingested. Exactly, exactly. Be aware and and because at that time, just whenever my dog got sick, it was one thing of, okay, we're going to the vet. (laughs) Like, get him, we're going to the vet. Right. My heart beating, I'm crazy. It's just like your child. And, and when your child gets hurt or sick, the first thing you want to do is tend to it. But then my thing is I want to get to someone who can tell me or who can provide, you know, some care, some immediate emergency care for, for my dog or my pet. Exactly. And 
Let's see, I was looking through my notes here, trying to see what else I wanted to say on that, because it, it, it's, a, it's a lot of good information out there. Um, something I did find out that I wasn't aware of was with the ASPCA, they do have a poison control number for animals, which was uh, the number that I gave out last week. But I have found out that there is a 60, $65 consultation fee that will be applied to your credit card. So because they, you know, they don't look, I think they're like not nonprofit or something like that. Um, exactly. they, they don't really have money coming in like that, so they have to have some type of way to generate income. So just be aware of that if you ever find yourself in that situation and you have to call them, it will be a $65 fee. And I think you said you ran across one where it's like $39? Yes. Actually, the Pet Poison Helpline is a 24-7 um, animal poison control center. And I also have that number, which I can give to you. We can post up on, on the site. Um, there is a $39 fee that they charge for each incident. And it's basically basically because they don't receive any state or federal funding for this. You know, So they, they kind of have – I can understand it because – you, you kind of have to get your funding for your 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 you know your company your site whatever you some kind of way. So just be aware that when you are calling these places, these poison places, poison hotlines, there possibly will be a fee tacked on to the consultation or or the help that they give you. Right, right. And if you would, do you want to go ahead and say that number? Yeah, that number for the um, poison the pet poison helpline. It's a twenty four seven um, helpline and. Animal Poison Control Center is 800-213-6680. That's 1-800-213-6680. And the number for the um, ASPCA um, poison emergency, um, and once again, there's a $65 charge, but that number is 888-426-4435, and they're also open 24 hours a day and they do have professional veterinarians, and I think they also have toxicologists on call who um, exactly. will answer your calls if you exactly. need that help. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's just something that I would want to just have handy. Like you say, put it up on your refrigerator, put it up on your chalkboard, put it up on your backboard, whatever you have, just like you would have, your, you know, right now with us, with humans, if there's an emergency, we automatically have 911. Well, you can't really call, you know, 911 for your pet. I mean, I guess you could because I'm, I'm quite sure some people probably have, but they're not there just for, you know, pet emergencies when you have a pet. So you kind of want to have your 911 number for your pet, you know. Aside from having your veterinarian's number that's there for you to call, you know, but you might not be able to call your veterinarian. You need something right then and there. So you want to have these numbers posted where you can actually get to them when you need them. Right. And it, wouldn't it be nice, though, if they did have, like, a 911 for pets and, and, like, an ambulance to come and get your pet, like, they could just respond quickly? That, that would be awesome. I'm all for that, Jay. I'm thinking that, you know, I think there should be something like that. I, you know, it, it, it the pets, you think of them, they're just like your family members. And if when you have those emergencies, just, you know, with humans, you have the ability to call 911 and have someone come. With your pet, you don't you 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 know you're more so you're the person that's got to drive this thing and you know get the pet to where it needs to get to and then whatever. So it would be great. I would love it. I would vote for. It. I would pay an extra tax for it. I don't care. I would love something like that. 
Yeah, and that's the thing because I know myself and I would probably be panicked and it would be hard for me to like, okay, let me get her in the car and you have to try to make it to the pet hospital or make it to your uh, vet or whatever. And and that's another thing that, that I came across. They said if at all possible, you try to be as calm as possible for yourself because yeah. animals are sensitive and they can pick up on things and they can tell when you're freaking out and you don't want to panic them any more than they're already panicked. It, it, exactly. When when Boomer got, um, when he was sick towards the end for him, and he would have to go to the doctor, you know, a, a lot, and, and they would be examining him, and he, you know, he had the, the spot where his cancer was, and it was just horrible for him, But and it was killing me. I was just like, oh, God, I can't take this. But I knew that I couldn't, you know, I still had to kind of keep myself because he could pick up on what I was feeling. So if I was nervous and agitated, he was going to be nervous and agitated. So, yes, you know, you, yes. you kind of have to be aware. Try to keep a cool head. That's why you want to have all this information at hand so you don't have to run around and try to look for it or, or, you know, go online or do whatever. Have it there. Have it available so when stuff like this, God forbid, does happen, you are somewhat prepared for it. Yes, because I, I noticed, and this is um, good information and something I didn't think about, but on the ASPCA's website, um, they say that if you're going to call in, um, make sure that you have um, this information on hand. You know, you you want to tell them the um, species, breed, age, sex, weight, um, number of animals involved. Make sure you can describe the animal symptoms, you know, so they can better, you know, be able to help you. Um, have any information regarding the exposures, including what, what it was that they ingested. Um, and also, if at all possible, especially if you end up taking them to the vet, make sure you have a product container or packaging available for reference. That would be awesome if you could actually see what they took in and you exactly. could just, like, kind of take some of that with you so that, um, they would know exactly what they're dealing with. You just want to remember that time is of the essence, and, and yes. the more ready you have information for them, the quicker that they can kind of help your, your pet. Something else I saw, too, um, I never thought about having an emergency first aid kit for your pet. Exactly. And um, they were saying some of the stuff that you're um, – that it should contain is like a fresh bottle of hydrogen peroxide, 3%. They say that's the induced vomiting. I would be afraid to do that, but, but that's what I saw this on also on the ASPCA website. Um, they said a turkey baster. Um, yeah. So if you had to administer the peroxide to them, um, saline eye solution, because then you don't think about that they could get something toxic in their eyes. You know, that yeah. happens to people. It can happen to pets. Um, artificial tear gel, and that's to lubricate their eyes after flushing them. Um, yeah a mild grease-cutting dishwashing liquid because that's another thing, too, that um, I didn't find a lot of research on. What if your pet gets into something and it's like their skin gets really irritated or something? Exactly. There are a lot of irritants they can get into. Um, you should have forceps to remove stingers because yes. you have experience with that, D, because I know there was an incident with Boomer and some bees yes. or something. B, my poor baby, just decided he wanted to, the bee was flying around. He thought, I wonder, but like I say, he's motivated by his stomach. And I guess he was like, oh, I wonder what it would be like if I ate it. <laughs> he so decided, not a good idea, not a good he idea. He decided he wanted to take a little bite out of the bee, and the bee said, okay, you might take me down, but I ain't going to help fight. So bless his little heart. He bit the bee, the bee bit him, his mouth. It was like the Flintstones or something when he had his little, and it was, bless his heart, he just, he got stung by a bee. 
in his mouth, and it was like he was in a boxing match, and they hit him, and he just it was swollen. You know, we got the stinger out and everything, but, you know, he was just kind of sitting there, and he just looked pitiful because <laughs> he had just a big side of his face was just swollen from his beast thing. How did that really hurt, though? If you think about it, it to get stung in the mouth? Well, yeah. yeah. And it was one of those things where we'd always kind of, you know, it's one thing, what are you going to do? Because we would just be like, no, 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 don't do that. And we try to shoot a bee away, and he would just, you know, it was one of those things where you can just see the dog with that go to yap and yap, and he caught it. And I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. And he caught it. But when he caught it, he wanted to get it out of his mouth real quick. He just... You know, he had an incident with, with that. He also had an incident with a snapping turtle. It was one of those things oh, no. where, where, you know, we, I, we would try to get the turtle away from him and say, leave that away. We would take him away. He would go back over there. It was like, leave the turtle alone, get him away. And I guess the turtle said, you know what, I'm just going to show you. And the turtle snapped his nose, and he was just like, what the heck was that? He left the turtle alone. We didn't have any problems with him with turtles or anything like that. Anymore. <laughs> Anymore. Okay, um, Turtle 1, Boomer 0, I think. Exactly, B1, Boomer 0. <laughs> and, and you know, on that one, I wonder, I wonder, was it Boomer 1, B1? Because the B lost his life. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so we'll give Boomer that. We'll give him yeah. that he did kind of get that. But, you know, if you saw Boomer, you would kind of just say, you know what, the B went, but Boomer, you lost. <laughs> but you know what, or maybe they both got zeroed. Yeah. Maybe no yeah. one won in that. The bee lost his yeah. life, and Boomer had a swollen mouth and tongue. Yeah. <laughs> so he nobody was, won. Yeah, he looked like he had been running around with Mike Tyson. He was like, you <laughs> lost. You And you know what? Everyone also keep in mind, I know sometimes those fees, those because I kind of got freaked out for a minute, but in most areas there is a local pet hospital, actually more than one local pet hospital, and there are a lot of places that are, that provide 24-hour emergency care. And okay. most people who take their pets to the vet kind of often, they usually have the phone number. Their vet has already provided them with that because we have it from Missy. So keep in mind, you can always do that too, and you can just call your vet directly, you know, on the emergency line, and you wouldn't even probably have to pay anything like that. And that's what we did with Boomer. Um, when he was get sick, our pet. Um, our vet provided us with the 25 one, which we have one in our area. 24-hour, they're available to you all times of day, all times of night. Yes, but I can't believe we only have 10 seconds left. But I just want to tell everybody um, that we very much appreciate you listening to the show and probably the last minute or so of this is going to be now just in the archives because we're officially not live anymore. Sorry for those of you who were listening live and it got cut off, but you can just hear this last little part in the archives. But we have so much information, and and I'm going to take time out. It may not be within the next hour or so, but um, definitely between now and sometime mid-morning tomorrow, I will post um, some of the links so you guys can look at all this information so you can know what to do if you are ever in this situation. But hopefully you won't be. I hope not. I hope not. But once again, thank thank you guys for listening. I think this is our, I don't know if this is our 19th or 20th show. I actually put that number on the blog, and I forgot what I said this show was going to be. But we're getting close to show number 25. So I, I don't know what we're going to do for our 25th. At first I was thinking about doing something special for the 20th show, but I think I'll I'll save it for 25. Yeah, I like 25. 25 is a good number. 25 is a good number, so I don't know. Maybe we'll be in, we'll probably be sometime in September then, like the beginning of September. So, yeah. so we're, we're we'll, going to fall, 
enclosed to our Halloween show. So yeah, cool. yeah, and and I put on the blog that we are going to dedicate October to the topic of pets and the paranormal because that was our most popular show so far. And I think we did that one like back in April, and people yeah. really seemed to connect with that, and they liked that one. And if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it if you're interested in that type of stuff. But we're going to try to come up with some good topics um, for that, and we may also try to bring Miss Evelyn back during that time. Or she can come back earlier if she wants to. Miss Evelyn, yay. <laughs> hey, hello, Miss Evelyn. And we're going to – um. We're going to try to do that for October. So we've got some good stuff coming up. And once again, we appreciate everyone who's been hanging in there with us and who's been listening. Thanks thank again you, to all thank our you listeners. for our, our, our international connection. Yes, thank you to all our India listeners. Thank you to anyone who's listening in another country. We're, we're yes. happy to have you. Please keep listening. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.